When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 beautiful and wonderful mixologists. It is your girl, Moni, back on the mic. I don't know where this is going, and I also don't know what I'll be uploading this on and when, but I do know that the journey that we're about to commence is traveled best with friends and loved ones that we hold dear, and that would be the co-host I have for today, who is the host of her own show, What Else Is Going On? And that is Taria Faison, a genuine gem, a guest at my wedding. And you could hear all about that on her podcast. Um, I figured you guys are absolutely sick of me talking about it on mine. So I did all of that on hers. So go and give her some listens, especially if you are interested and want to know the actual tea, the mess, the shade, the unmitigated gall of other people who attended our wedding who are not Taria, then all of that shadiness is over there for you to listen to. And of course, us talking about the housewives. Um, But other than that, thank you so much for coming, Taria, and being part of this possibly historic episode that may be my last one. Who knows? Well, thank you for having me. When you text me, I I told you that I would have been very upset if I wasn't a part of it. So I know, I know. I And, you know, it feels right to record and with people on my way out, you know, kind of taking my time. Um, yeah. I mentioned this on my Instagram feed, but just, you know, there are things that are out there in the universe that are not making this the most conducive process that it once was, in which case... I am probably moving majority of the podcast to my Patreon and I've since lowered the price to a dollar for membership just so it's more affordable because I'm not in it at this point solely for the money, but it is about time for the amount of work that has to go into it and that I, you know, for the amount of work that I was putting into it, things, people have to be paid. There are editors, there are things that need to get done. And at this point, Mm-hmm. I just hate being poor. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's really hard to be poor. I don't love it. You just want to go out and just like, I don't know, get whatever you want. At this point, I just want to be able to like desire a coffee and be able to buy that coffee. Without worrying about, okay, I'm going to have to move this here and move that Yes, here because I, I wanted to, to reward myself. Things. In the line of the Starbucks and then going, can I just get an iced coffee with a pump of vanilla? When you wanted all of the things. And then you see it be like one pump, 65 cents. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> just the iced coffee. <laughs> and 
maybe just less ice so I can get some more coffee. I don't know. How do I scam the system? And you know what? Everybody is, is, is really, you know, struggling out here. And I know. And, and, and what's worse is that like, it's inflation. It's Starbucks. It's not me. It's not us. It's not anybody else. It's them who are making these things so difficult. And so, you know, for anyone who is, you know, subscribing to a Patreon, as Chelsea always says, thank you so much for being my big papa, because- yeah, it's hard out here for a pimp. I'm not gonna lie. Trying to get this money for the rent. Honestly, being an educator right now is, is such a scam. <laughs> they have scammed us into loving these children. It's a scam that Todd set up to bring us the bl- like God in heaven. Every year, I say thank your educators, thank your teachers. But right now, baby, like. It is a whole bunch of like, they have completely abandoned us when it comes to these communicable diseases. There's like anyone who's a parent of like a younger kid, middle school and under, maybe even high school. I don't know. I'm not tapped into that world, but definitely elementary and stuff. You know that there is a serious rise of like three major sicknesses at one time. Like they have like left us to the dust. It's like RSV, so a respiratory virus, and the flu and COVID. We get like an email a day. At one point, we had 10 teachers out, like in one day. In one day, what schools could survive with 10 teachers absent in one day? We're getting COVID cases every weekend. Like they have left us to the wall. That's crazy. They said, go back to normal. We're happy with it. Bye. That is like <laughs> 10 teachers out to me is like, School's closed. We're going to have to call your parents, have them come get you because I can't take on any extra class. <laughs> like, Because I know that y'all had to take on, it's you know. insane. And there's a giant sub shortage throughout the entire country because who wants it? Like, right. Nobody wants like, to do this job. <laughs> but not only that, I feel like going back to what you said about the RSV that you, or what did you say that y'all, because something else is going on too. RSV. And and the on top of that, the flu. It's like a lot yeah. of things are so happening. Is that like all three things are hitting all three areas. Like they're all hitting the same parts of your body. Like they're all chest related. So then what comes after that is usually like a pneumonia, a sinus infection. Like all these other things are happening because you're not able to take care of these one or two sicknesses and you're getting all the teachers sick. And it's kind of insane. So, you know, long rant short just all the things that you know you can do to help at least this educator right now is very appreciated because it really takes a lot to pull yourself out of the car and be like oh god I have to do other things and not get paid what y'all should be paid I used to always say that teachers honestly should be paid and I know people may say oh that's an exaggeration but before I say what I think teachers should be paid Let's honestly think about what teachers do. And before I hear, oh, they sign up for the job, somebody has to sign up for the job or else where would we be? But we get to drop our children off. And some of y'all drop your children off when they are sick because they really you can't are. stay home. Yeah, you and know then that do. child infects the other 15 kids. So now you have, you're trying to teach a class where you constantly have kids out 
that are absent. The teachers have to prepare their sick packets or prepare their work that they don't always understand at home. So then the teacher has to spend extra time at school or stay after school to help this child or meet with the parent to go over how to help this child on top of what they regularly do on top of, I don't know, standing outside with the bus loop telling the same parent, you know, you don't pull up there. What is your problem? To parents screaming at you, to parents upset because Sally didn't come out at 4.55 and every day she comes out at 4.55, but today Sally had to use the bathroom and then the parent went into panic mode and now you got to calm this parent down while they call you everything but the child of God. Y'all should be paid as much as football players. I'm not even joking. I mean, because I get to, I get to give you my child and y'all spend more time with some children than their own parents oh, do. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, we're spending a 40-hour work week with them. With them. So where you're at for 40 hours, we're with your kid for 40 hours. And when the child doesn't retain the information or is acting up at school but puts on a different face at home, Woo! then the parent wants to come to you, which, by the way, huh. I know, I know that can happen. Children can put on a different face. But parents, y'all know y'all kids. So you know a lot of this stuff your kid is probably capable of doing, but you don't want to hear it. So you say, a little DeAndre never does that. DeAndre be cussing you out at home and you know it. Stop lying. We're not yeah, going to do I that. Yeah, I do get a lot of those emails. Yes. Um, of, well, they're fine at home. I don't no, know what not. the problem is. Please let us know if you're seeing something different at school. Well, I did let you know, but- I was going to say <laughs> that, hence the email that I sent you or hence the note home that I sent you about yeah. little Trey Trey. It's and, and you know, it's the updates that we give parents. Like how many times yeah. do other people in other jobs just get to update the people that they work with or One work time. for all the time, every day. And you don't have that many people that you do that for. You know what I mean? Like we have bosses and then the parents are also our bosses. And yeah, I did sign up for it. And I signed up for it for the kids. Thank, right? Yes. But also I just simply want a coffee sometimes. And that's coffee. when the existential crisis starts. Yeah. You're just like, uh, <laughs> can I have small joys? Like I'm over here. Like I'm going to probably just go get a pack of chicken from the store so I can cook it after the long day that I've had of a, a lot of things, a lot of things. I will just continue to do the work because eating out can't do that. Delivery can't do that. Takeout, ooh, like it's all just not enough. So, so instead, we will simply just grin and bear, bear it. it. Look, Monty, you've been on the phone with me ordering because where it was four of us, first five, then Ariel went away, then four. Then now that the kids are back at school, it's just two of us. So when I tell you I keep a, a food coupon, so Monty was just with me while I was placing my DoorDash order because I have a 50% off. I know that's right, girl. That came with my Fat Fit Sunbox. And I tried to give it to yes. my eldest daughter this weekend and she forgot to take it. Well, now it will be invalid because I have <laughs> Oh, well, girly. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like I was going to cook tonight, but then I remembered, oh, I have this. And if I work it right, it may come out to the same price as me getting the food. But like chili will be tomorrow. Maybe, you know, thinking yeah, practical, yeah, yeah. but I feel like these, oh, I wanted to ask you something. Have you ever, ever had a parent that you email, you send that yeah, email probably. And, <laughs> and the parent says, 
Let me know if you're noticing thing and you're like, okay, hence why I'm sending you the email. So maybe you've emailed them a couple of times. And then when the child comes home with like a not so good grade, the parent is upset with you. Like, why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> At my school, we currently do what's called pre-conferences because okay. so many parents are like not good at surprises about their child that we meet with them before we meet with them. So that's more time. Yeah. During our day. So that there's our planning times or our lunch times or our after school times for planning and all of that. So we're just like, hey, we want to touch base, partner with you a little bit. Here are some observations that we have. Just want to make sure you know, because we know that that uh, parent teacher conference time is such a short window. And we frame it of like, we just want to give you more because we know it's such a short time, but it's really like, we just don't want you to yell at us. Right. When we show you this on paper and instead have a conversation. That is insane. Okay. All right. Okay. And that's why, like, Housewives used to be my happy little break. Uh, and now, really, because I don't even have my happy little break, I'm just out here driving in traffic, listening to terrible music, like, <laughs> really debaucherous like anti everything good it is so bad and I'm like angry driving like people are terrible because <laughs> I don't have my happy joy joy anymore on Sunday nights Wednesday nights and Tuesday nights yeah I, can I don't have it I'm like one. watching people like oh I'm 11 SLC I'm like I don't understand me neither me neither how I, we're I, not constantly talking about how those women's going to prison I don't understand Mommy, I literally, so I saw somebody post something that said, how many of you will miss Jen? And it was astonishing to me, (laughs) right? And it was astonishing to me. Um, I understand that she can be funny and witty. Most con artists are. Well, I've yet to experience that. I just feel like we've been in housewives for so long that Jen Shaw was never that impressive to me. Very true. Because, and this is why I hate, the nerve of people to have to use the word iconic about Mimi oh. Leaf and use it for Lisa Barlow. I don't think she's at icon status right yet. I do think she is the most desirable part of that show right yeah. now. But, but, but and I don't think you get to use those kinds of words with what we're watching right now. Those words are reserved for the Mimi Leaks. And then the I was about to Kenya say, Moore's even like and- people love. A gin shop be like, oh, but she's trouble, but she's good for the show. No, Ramona is troubling, but good for the show. Jen Shaw's a, a criminal who's not that great. Like she's not that entertaining to me. She yelled her first half of the the first Girl, I her can't. first full season. She yelled at everybody Girl. and threw stuff. This season, she's like evading things and still yelling. Like at least the quote I use iconic for even something like, but I have a problem liking her for someone like Ramona Singer. Right. Who I'm like, exactly. Yeah, you're terrible. We probably I can agree with that. About the pasture, but you have given us a lot. Yes. You have given us much. I can totally agree with that. So for them to be using it, I'm like, what is your problem? I don't consider Carlos King calls Giselle Bryant, Giselle Kobe Bryant. 
I shouldn't see that you're producing. I shouldn't be able well, to yeah, follow no, the pattern. It is such a, an exception. And I, I think we talked about it on your show. I'm so annoyed that they jumped the gun and thought that they needed yes. to do this because we don't need the same formula on Potomac that we need on Beverly Hills or something. Dang. We don't need it on Beverly Hills. So we definitely don't need it, don't on, need it on Potomac. We don't expect it on Potomac because they have personality. That's <laughs> And that's enough. <laughs> I posted we just today. See them get drunk and do pussy pops in a handstand. Stand. I think my today I posted and said my issue with Potomac is that I, as a black woman, think black women are magical. We are funny. We are quick with it. We can oh, shade yeah. with the best of them. We can get into petty arguments, even if I know people don't like the physicality of it, but even. If the physicality makes sense, again, not that it makes sense, but when you can see, oh, this is point, this is, we can see how they got there. And then we're able to kind of move on. I feel like for them to be resorting to made up storylines when black women are pure magic is such a disappointment. We could have had a fun season, like you said, just watching them drink and go on vacation and bob his forehead and ratchet hoe and all of that stuff that they like. Cause let me tell you, y'all know, I don't see it for Michael's wife. When she sent that text to Mia and said, I will be sleeping in the bed. That I slept in that Again, there's so much for them to do. And yes, do. like, I, I mean, they've done so much with so little that it makes me feel like, why did we need to get to the resort to all of these yes, that's, things? Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't make sense. I mean, y'all went away to like what the Chesapeake and just like stayed in a house. Yeah. And it was the best three episodes. Even that pageant they had, that that spur of the moment pageant with went with with Candace and Ashley, all of it. When Karen was taking shots, and we got a lot of footage of her being too drunk and talking about how he does what he does. I want my money back. (laughs) She said, "I want my money back." And then she said she had to wash her. And that's like where I gotta wash my coochie. Yes, yes, they're 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 phenomenal. We didn't need to do all this yet, and we didn't need. We can see. Giselle's play, and this is what irritates me too. People are wondering, people say, well, Karen keeps dogging Sharice. Here's my theory. Candace's first season, season three. After that, about two seasons later, I heard her do an interview and she said her and Sharice were actually going for that final housewife spot. So remember, we saw a turned up Sharice that we hadn't seen before. And then she ended up like kind of fading out. So someone in the Potomac area had said they, they had heard a conversation. Basically, the plan was to get the new girl out to get Sharice back in. So now here we are seasons later. Wendy's there. Sharice is there. Robin and Karen don't like each other. But. For Robin to be on board with Giselle to have Karen talk to Sharice, Karen knows the play. They're, they want to bring Sharice back, make Karen get comfortable. So now you bring Sharice back, somebody has to go, right? So now we're all back, the original crew, and then they're going to turn on Karen the following season. She knows yeah. that because they keep bringing up Sharice knows things on Karen. Sharice knows things on Karen. So let's meet, yeah. let's make up on camera. Let's, and then the next season, it's going to shift. It's not going to be about Robin again. It's not going to be about Giselle again. It's going to be about Karen and Karen's not hearing it. And I don't blame her. And that's what I mean, Giselle. I shouldn't be able to see what you already have planned. Right. This is not the Fab Force Five. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And this is my issue with housewives. Sometimes they don't listen to the crowd other than praise. So they think that what they see on the other shows is what they need to be doing on their, their show. show. And, they're and that's women. simply not the case. Just let it happen naturally. That's all we need. Yeah. And it's like, I don't get to enjoy them as much anymore, which is really sad. I mean, there are obviously moments that I'm like mm-hmm. still shocked and happy about. Like Candace to me this season is coming off so good that I am like- And we got to I see the baddest B. I really want to put on like a t-shirt. Not today, neck. Oh. Not today, ankles. Come on. Come I on. am Rodney the- comedy. Rodney the Voice, one of the YouTubers I listened to, went to her show in DC and he has a fan. And when he opens it, it says your mother on one side and on the other side, it says two mom today. I said, I need that fan. I need that fan. I need <laughs> the way that fan. It. But, and, and we got to see the baddest beat. I, can I tell you, Trina might've been my I first know. girl crush. I said, what? I, put, I think I commented on Candace's Instagram when she posted it. I said, oh, you make music music. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. We are not just, you know, doing some TikTok sounds and whatnot. Like, she's making Taking it to the some, house. I said, oh, she really leaning into this. She's not doing what the other girls did. She's leaning in. Like, she's really trying to make this thing. And I hope that it takes off. And I hope that she leaves the show. That's what I, I said. They deserve her now. I said, I said, I hope that she does maybe one more season or two just, and then just walks away and is like, I'm done and continues on her. Yeah. Trajectory. Or goes to love and hip hop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always trying to like line my own pockets. Like, how do I get you on another thing that I watch? Like right. I want you to do what's best for you, but I still want you within the orbit oh my God. that I am Monty. accessing. Bonnie, so you watch love and hip hop. I watch all the gutter shows. Do you know who Bobby Lights is from Miami? Of course. Trina's cousin, quote, Why does somebody on social media, when Mia was, you know, very transparent and thought and look, she had on no makeup or anything. She said that she looked like Bobby Lights. When I tell you, I oh. threw <laughs> could not oh, breathe tough, tough. <laughs> think about bobby um um <laughs> um so what do you think about beverly hills i'm <laughs> not doing this with you beverly hills i, I never thought we'd see the day truly that is interesting they say it's because of Rena and Kathy, but... Well, see, my thing is, are you going on a hiatus to make sure that you firm up a good cast? Are you going on a hiatus hoping the feedback will kind of die down and you don't have to do the work and can just let the same people come back? No, I don't think it'll be that because they have done that every year for the last like okay. five years. And okay. no, they, they've seemingly never cared about our okay. feedback. And I've heard on great authority a few times that upper echelon people in the 
production realm of the show being like distributed to the network so not beyond andy beyond production that's what i was gonna they okay. don't know what we're thinking they don't look at it they don't care you, they okay. look at numbers the ratings yeah. are solid they are like great it's going on the, the market put it on the tv show we get the so ads then- that's all that matters to them. But so why the hiatus? I think because they're trying to figure out their cards. If they can't outlook mm. Kathy, then they have no reason to let Rena go. If they can somehow secure Kathy and maybe pull a couple more appearances, my thing is Andy always wanted Paris. I think he's not going to stop. I was going to say Paris. he's not okay. going to stop until he gets Paris. It, it, even in like a freaking cameo. But ultimately, I think his goal is for her and Kathy to sit down and have a conversation on the Bravo show. About? Yeah. Okay. He keeps having Paris when she has nothing to promote sometimes. (laughs) Nothing that we can attain. Like, nothing that is tangible. Other than her Hilton commercial. I mean. Like, nothing that is tangible to us. And then Kathy will be on there. But Kathy's not even a full-time housewife. So it's just giving, building the rapport, building the relationship. Mm. I think he is willing to invest more in keeping keeping Kathy, but doesn't see the reason to, if it means, or the reason to get rid of Rena if it doesn't mean an absolute confident, okay. secure from Kathy being on the show. Not to mention, even if he doesn't get Paris, the Kim... Kyle and Kathy dynamic is always what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. They're never going to get rid of that if they can help it because it writes itself. I mean, you don't need the Fox Force 5 when you're right. watching Kathy and Kyle have conversations because there's so many deep rooted things there right. that both of them remember so differently. Like Kathy yes. remembers their life totally different than Kyle and Kyle likes to memorialize their life in a public way. She likes right, to tell us right, all right, right. her feelings about it. And That's very I, true. It, it's like, and then two of them can never, when two of them are good, one is on the out. I was oh. going to say, it, 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 and I remember Lisa Renna said one time, when it came to sleepovers, you either have two or four, you never have three. There because someone's is. on the out. And that's oh, like those always. with those Richard sisters. Always. It's like so interesting. And I think that there's just, but I also think that from a show perspective, as much as we all hate Lisa Rinna post BravoCon, I told you, I think that that secured her spot. When mm. she took off the crowd and they booed her. So like that was, the boos were louder than cheers for other people. Like that mm. is okay. insane. Okay. And if you got to think of it as like WWE, I used to love total, Me too. total all, Bella, the whole thing. When I realized how they do their production, you will get cast as a villain. Period. Like they would take some of them girls out of the training camp and be like, you're a villain. Okay. But guess what? You're going to get merch. You're going to get storylines. People are going to come mm-hmm. up to you. People are going to be fans of you because people want to root for a villain. When yes. I watch Batman, I don't give a fuck about that Batman. Okay. Yes. I only okay. Based on the good villains, I like Penguin, Joker, and Bane. The ones who have you real good plots of taking people down. You know what? I you're like right. It when, when I like the story behind the villain, I like to be able to get. Black Panther, most people were looking at Killmonger like mm-hmm. because what he was saying made a lot of and if he is a villain, are we low-key on his side? I was gonna say because what he was saying made okay. a lot of sense. Okay, so like mm. it's just a case in point that 
villains are necessary especially in a formulaic show we've fallen from grace and so that means that we're going to continue to move in a direction that we've never moved before we're no longer just catching quirky wild moments of jill zarin walking in while the girl's on vacation and chose to exclude her and she thought she was doing something by showing up surprising them they're like no girl we did something about leaving your ass in new york we didn't want you and then her ice skating girl what Hi. that was hi <laughs> like they they were so shook like they were like i can't believe <laughs> i've never in my life seen such and the fact that you know candidates. and and the fact that we know that wasn't something she plotted and planned to show up the fact that no she really she just thought in her mind and was like i'm just gonna surprise the girls and they were like what had no we clue tried to re- surprise you by leaving you out and that, and Ramona, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like and she was. It, it's like those moments, we're no longer doing that. Mm-hmm. Candids are gone. We can't leave people out of group trips anymore. It like, it all, it, we're going into a different direction, which means it's going to run a little bit like a Shonda Rhimes show. It Wait just is. But, or. Poorly done. I Shonda feel like Rhyme they show, can. But, you know. Yeah. I feel like maybe if we get more of the fourth wall break, like remember when. Bethany was planning the trip to Tequila, Mexico, and Ramona was tr- was trying to stay in her trip. lane. It's and then she said, "Well, trip. I'm going. Well, I'm going. I don't care what you yeah, think." Yeah, she we kept saying, "Like, why was. are you thanking her? It's a group trip. Like, it's a group trip." Uh huh. I reference it constantly. So I'm going. Last night or Sunday night on Potomac, I would much rather get Mia coming over because she's impressing the other ladies. Da, da 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 and them saying, "Girl, you ain't paid for none, none of this. They paid for it. I'm going." Because then it would be, you know, like I would even rather get more of that. When Kyle was trying to say that Denise was lying about something, and Denise, although poorly, was trying to over-explain, and she kept saying it. Finally, the producer dropped the camera and walked in frame and said, "We get it. You were at work." Yeah. <laughs> like keep going. Like I would rather because those are the real moments. Candace, keep all my fourth wall and don't take none of it out. I feel like we should get more of that. Then maybe it would kind of if almost we're feel like do both. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, I think okay. I totally agree. We need that balance back. Let's yeah. like if we're not going to be able to get candid moments like that anymore, and it's going to be produced and things are not going to be organic because the friendships and the casting isn't right. organic, then we might as well because we're not going to be able. To because for me in a perfect world we would do a Roni every few years where the cast oh. great it's a friend group and then we retire the whole list and then you got to bring in a whole new friend group because how many okay. times you throw in a new girl and not ex- and expect it to work it's never gonna work it's just not gonna work like do you think they're banking off that conflict hoping that it sparks something you know I what I mean they like do but I don't think it always lands because like for instance you think of like Beverly Hills and they're stuck between casting people who have a personality who will get mm, the job done like mm. a Rena or an Erica at this point and but they're still wanting to hold on to like the whole idea of like she 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 Beverly Hills who has money with like a crystal and a, say, and a Diana yep. it doesn't work like these are not people right. who be in the same circles whatsoever okay like, go make nice with LVP bring her back because whether you like it or not your show is dead like that is yeah yeah that's a rich woman who would bring both worlds together she could produce a scene like anything we've ever seen she is reality tv like 
legendary at this point with the Vanderpump rules of it all. She had a lot of years to rehab her yeah. image through Vanderpump rules. And she like has them film her with like a Facetune filter. Like it's unhinged. We that, love I was it. Like that is, I did not know that you could do that. She figured it out because she's a reality TV legend now. And she would keep Kyle on her toes as different. And she's still rich as hell. Maybe. We don't know. Like, right. that's what I'm saying. You got to mm. have that balance again of like, break the fourth, talk about the things, or you need a, you need a whole new cast regularly. Can I tell you something right now? Groups. If, do you remember the uh, cartoon, Hey Arnold? Yeah, of course. Do you remember the mouth breather that would just pop up everywhere? Yes. That is Teddy Mellencamp. And I'm telling you right now, if they bring her back to Beverly Hills, I, will I no longer watch can the watch. Whole network. I swear to God. Y'all will be listening to a whole different podcast. I will come <laughs> back on the pod to tell you we're moving on to something else, <laughs> something greater. Because clearly we're headed to the pits of hell. Like I have never understood less a casting choice. And there are plenty that we have questioned. And her <laughs> her dad and her being on yeah. her, her and, and, and camera doing a podcast together. I'm like, what are you doing? I had tried. I was like, oh, I'll listen to it and then take some like tea back to Patreon. Everyone's like, oh, it's so good. It's good when Teddy's either not on or Tamara. Yes. Is. It's not good because and, of Teddy. And I don't like the the calling out of like, uh, first of all, if you're a recapper, I need you to be accurate. Second, at least 70% of the time. Second, the calling out of G- uh, Garcelle said she would be on the podcast, but only if Teddy wasn't here. That that see that to me is like when you get messy now because that's spilling over into like outside the show stuff, a show that you're not even on. Right. I do wonder. I'm not interested in Orange County in the slightest. However, I am interested in the aspect that Heather Debro recapped her episodes every week in detail, and I'm wondering how that's going to work with Tamara. I. And wondering too, because I also am like, how are you recapping when I'm hearing a lot of reports that you just simply did not Girl, show up anymore? Do you believe it? I do. I believe that Heather does not like looking poorly and, and she would do what's in the best interest of herself and saving her image. But also I'll save if there are troubles between her and Terry and he got sloppy she does have a shit ton of kids that she probably also wants to look over. Yeah. But I will also say, so do all these other women who chose to be on this show. But I'll also true. say, Heather's not one of those housewives that has been calling everybody else's family drama to the carpet all the, all the time. Right. Like, she's always been kind of like the... I'm not going to say anything. Exactly. Like, I had heard this. I cho- She has absolutely led with more class on Housewives than we've ever seen from other Housewives. Yeah, yes, you're Is right. she the classiest person? We don't yeah. know. But, the you okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. when I always say Bethany was likable on Roni, but right. not. That's Heather true. Heather is classy on Housewives. But we don't know. Right, right. I don't know anything else, but I know that on Housewives, especially of Orange County, the woman never really seemed to even fit. I was like, oh, she's too put together. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But their giant I, house being on I, the market that they spent like a billion years. Girl, and they together, sold it for $55 million. It, but it's concerning. I understand like everybody in Beverly Hills and stuff uh, does that. But I'm okay. just like, why? Look, she tailored that house to herself and her kids and her family. 
Is money that much of a factor? Like, I get that's it, true. 55 million, 55 million. But like the man, the botch is still going very strong. And when you're in love, with, when you're in love with your home, you built it. Like it's your right. home. Like you designed that shit. The mm-hmm. ice cubes. I'm betrayed. Like, how you gonna be out here making everybody mm-hmm. want hexagonal ice cubes? Her having regular cabinets that were refrigerated. What? That is insanity. Who leaves that? When are you going better? That's my question. Like, you gonna have to redo the whole thing. I remember on the podcast when I listened to it last year because the show was on. I mean, I wanted to see what she would say. She said that she was thinking about it because she's getting the itch because they always moved every so often. And I was like, okay. And she said that with her kids getting older and possibly not being there, that she didn't want to have this massive home. But we always, like, your kids weren't babies when you built that home, though. And when you were in, I call it bullshit because when you were in the rental before you were in that home, you yep. talked about how small it was. Say it. And th- there was like a barely a year difference between those two times. Not to mention you build homes like that so that when they do come back, they have a home because they will come back if that's the home. Because they're, they're only too. in college right now. They're not moved out. So they right, will right. be back. And she has younger ones. It just is. It, it yeah. So that, that to me, so because you it, built it, the it house with me the too. understanding your kids are going to move on in life. And that's why I wish that some of the stuff that Kelly Dodd said, like if she was nasty and just spewed stuff in yeah. truth, is we one can't thing. trust the messenger. We can't she, trust she it. Was yeah. An, an untrustworthy messenger. Yeah. Because it was riddled with so many other things that we are like, eh, no. That when she said something, but you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. So, and I wondered, I always wondered about her talking about the loan. They don't really have any money. He got the construction loan, and Heather was like, "I'm the one that put the deposit, uh, paid for our first plot." I just always wondered because Tamara was a realtor and had access to all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tamara could say some things. She really mm-hmm. could, but she will. And that's one of the reasons why I think that Heather really did stop coming around. Do you think that they're going to bring Vicky back? For, you, you know how we saw that? Oh, yeah, like, that she's like in an episode or something. Like she went with it. Oh, so she's yeah. not coming back back. She's just, they're letting her like close out her story, you think? Or testing to see if, you know. They probably told her that she can be on pause and vicky probably came back to do a couple of things because she bored and is mad that she not yes she's like if they gonna bring tamra back they got to bring me back and i don't even care in what capacity her ego just basically got the better of her and they were able to they gave because they basically gave her the same offer that she got yes when she she left and we'll let you tell your story and then you can dip and now vicky's just doing the same thing right the fact that vicky called Tamra and Teddy's podcast Boston said fire Teddy I should be on there with Tamra is insane I don't even like the girl and I'm like you are a lot you are chill like this has nothing to do with you like she's so jealous like but watching ultimate girls trip Mm, I was gonna ask you make us like you more in fact it made us be like I would like Tamra more if you were around less she has to basically babysit a grown ass woman. Mm-hmm. And Vicky ain't even mm-hmm. retired yet. 
dangerous. Like, what happens okay. when she got more time on her hands? She better, listen, she's going to be doing keg stands in the frat house with her grandchildren like she did her son, remember? Oh, good God. Now, do you think in your expert slash, um, I know you know people, opinion, is Ultimate Girls Trip actually sort of like an audition again? Because that would make sense for me, except they bring current housewives on it. Yeah, I think at this point, I think where it started was a all-stars type of thing where all oh, of them come on. Okay. And I think okay. that what ended up happening is that it was an all-stars thing. Then it showed that we really were in need of some of these people back there. They've really come to a different place. Okay. And now it's that because that's happened. I think it's a complete accident that it's become an audition ground. What I really think it is, is that Peacock or Bravo or NBC Universal has realized that now, since they can't recreate the Housewives magic anymore, they can do this and okay. create some of that same like insanity that we like that's candid and regular because the one, even though all these girls aren't friend friends, the one thing they all have in common is that they understand the workings of their shows. And they okay. can talk about their shows without a fourth wall situation okay. so and i and we love watching uh, it i mean you i could watch sometimes yeah. i literally will just put it back on because it's that good to just like yeah. watch it binge and be like i love it when they talk about their shows like on my show yes. on my show and this happened on my show i'm like i liked jill so much better because i feel like when she was asking can i sit on your can i lay on your bed or be in the room when you do the show i didn't think it, like I got to see that some of that stuff she did, I don't think she truly meant harm. That's just Jill. And sometimes it takes somebody to really say, girl, and I didn't feel like she had bad. I felt like that. She thought that was her way of supporting when she's like, you may want to ask me a question. You may want to. And it's like, well, Jill, you haven't been on the show in a while. And what they talk about, you were not relevant to. But I didn't feel like it was in a puff myself up type of way. I felt like she, right. I felt like almost like, you know, you, you have this, the way Jill sees herself in her mind. So you have this A-list star and they're like, girl, you want mine? You want me to just, since I'm here, you want me to pop on the podcast? You know, like she thought right. she was helping and it's like, girl, no, 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 no. This is the age old housewives story. They are always like, aren't I just so, their inflated egos are so funny, which is what makes shows like rugged so exciting to watch because- yeah there it's like a new magic they all already are yeah. feeling themselves so there's nowhere else to go but down and it's a lot of ogs that feel like they are the head yes. in their franchises and now they're all coming together which is interesting because Outside of certain things, we didn't really see, like nobody was trying to be like the leader of Rugged. It was just like, like when Luann was like, it's like a sisterhood sort of, we can relate yeah, to each other. I I, I really liked that. I did. Did you yeah. go to Portia's wedding? No, I'm just <laughs> because everybody was I there. I was like, yeah, she was like leaving people out of the town. I don't think she remembers who she invited. I think it was giant and beautiful and this is her first time getting remarried since Cordell and she said she was never married in a church before her nor him 
Really? I'm surprised. Me too. I thought Cordell would be the type that would. Especially Portia back then. Yes. Yes. He came in with a half up, half down and a cross around her neck. (laughs) Looking like she was coming from choir practice on a Wednesday night. We have come so far. I have to ask my husband. Cordell is a good man. He's a good man, Savannah. <laughs> Where's that now, huh? <laughs> um, I did not go. Um, I would not have gone. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it she looked beautiful in both yeah. ceremonies. I loved her in the traditional ceremony outfits I thought that she looked stunning and yes and that I just loved seeing our people wearing things that Mm. should have stayed in instead of other things so I really loved seeing it I hope she's happy me too me too if not I'm glad she's rich and pretty rich and pretty if being rich and pretty can get you a, a a very expensive man who likes to show you off and, and bring you things and be good to you and marry you on a public stage, great, fine, whatever. Because what I also know is he married her and she's not on TV no more. So the idea of like her, him being like just for the attention or something, he really apparently doesn't need it and can get it himself without Bravo because he's just yes. rich. So great. You go, girl. Can, can I, I want, I want to get Put your opinion the phantom and you get back in the giant bed and, and I want to ask your opinion on this because I've heard people talk about the wedding and they keep saying, you know, Portia married the man she stole. And I want to know your opinion because I remember when all this was playing out, Fallon was with the person she's had the baby by. And if you do the math, who she's engaged to, I think. Now. Yeah. And if you do the math, she was pregnant. So, oh yeah, so I think that Portia took the man that was made available. Okay, <laughs> did she do that girl dirty? Sure. I had very different feelings about it then, and now as I'm getting you know older, wiser, and seeing things, because that girl yeah. didn't know how to take care of her home and her marriage. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. And she was Portia literally was with another man, to be a wife. Yeah. Yep. And she wanted to have a family and take care, have a man to take care of her and claim her something that Dennis never did. Apparently Simon wanted a woman that would be, that he would be enough for and that he that wouldn't cheat on him. Something that yep. his wife didn't do. So apparently they just made a good match because both of their people were fucking up. That's okay. Because I hear, I've heard people go so hard on her and I'm like, I, that was I get it in the beginning mm-hmm. and now that they've made it down the aisle I'm like you can't get mad at this woman for at her age being like I want what I want and I'm and not more settle more information has come out we didn't know at the time that oh yeah we did not know that homegirl was pregnant and I was like oh wait hold on that's really bad <laughs> yeah so it's like what they you say Chelsea said you normalize changing your mind based on the new information you get so it's like oh okay Got it. Because, oh, wait, you had a baby on this man. A whole baby. Creeping, and he saw it. Like, I actually kind of feel bad for old dude now. I was going to so. say, he he tried to show us on camera. He, he said, this is my, this is Exactly. My. So I kind of felt bad for him. And I'm like, okay. And we know Dennis was doing Portia hella dirty. Mm-hmm. So my only concern back then, but hey, we know people meet on apps and get married within 90 days was her talking about how she told Dennis that December when you come home for Christmas, if you come with the ring, I'll put it back on and we can forget the past. Yeah. But if you don't, we move forward and he didn't come with it. And then like four months later. 
Yeah, and see the timeline really fucked me up. But then I realized it's now been so long since they yes. did get married. Yes, but it wasn't that they were rushing. She was. I mean, I was like, is she pregnant? Like we're moving fast. Yes, we're that's what fast. But now it feels like no. She just was like, I know what I'm worth, and while I still got it, and I could pull this man, I want yeah. what I want. And she didn't have to settle, and she got something better, much better. This, this may stand the test of time and for a part of me like I, I hope it does for her clearly because and they also have kids and kids don't need it I hope that it that it truly works for them I do too and I would like and candy see- being there what who candy was there I know I would like, like to see an eventual like return of Portia to housewives in some capacity because I think that Atlanta is a place that we can still hold on to a little bit yeah. longer. And there is some magic that she had that I just don't think that we should ignore. And they really can't mm. be duplicated. Not that they've tried, but we should just, we should. And Candy is so know. good at money. Like the girl will make a coin. If she yeah. knew that it made best financial sense for her to bring Portia back and keep their show going and happy and lit, she would do it. I don't think this she is about that anymore. On because her I think she's just too smart. Like yeah. the girl is touring and doesn't need to be. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Like who cares this much? Right. And she said Nene too. And what what was it? It's funny you say that because yes, today Always. she did it. Me too. She's my number one forever. She did a live and said, guys, yes, me and Nene, we actually shook hands at the wedding. And then I ran into her the next day and we hugged. Won't he do it? And I was like, Pop, I'm going to cry. Talking I can't. about Nene is it, it almost makes me think like it. Candy's a businesswoman. So is she hearing the whisperings and seeing the numbers and maybe going to go to the network on behalf and say, this makes financial sense. Yeah. She's absolutely a businesswoman. And I, if Nene came back, I'm more. telling y'all, Y'all, it's gonna be, be okay. Host, it would save the I'm- whole network, and you're you would have me and Taria to thank. You would just would. have us to thank, and I have you to thank for <laughs> coming, being a part of this very well unplanned final <laughs> moments of the show. And what is gonna happen next is we don't know. I. If, often thought about rebranding my podcast but that makes me so nervous because people don't like new directions they don't like being told what they like so it's who knows but what I do know is for right now Bravo content will be on Patreon and it is available for you for a dollar and if you want to hear more of me for free I am on other people's podcasts and I started with Therese and you could go listen to her where what else is going on podcast where all of your podcasts can be found we talked about her wedding and now that she finally got to take a deep breath the planning and you know with weddings uh it's a happy time but it could also be a sad time because relationships are restored relationships sometimes fall apart and sometimes you form new relationships so we talked about all of that Monty, and even though she tried to curtail me, she is like little sister, so I'm still going to have my say. I want to thank you for your voice in this podcast space. I remember the very first time that I heard you, I was driving down Merritt Boulevard, pulled into the Shell gas station and was vacuuming out my car. And I said, 
I like the raspiness of her voice. It reminds me of me and I've not really heard anybody else sound like that except for Heather Dubrow. And I just always thought that was very like, my voice is like that. So clearly I liked it. And I listened and I listened. And then you talked uh, to other podcasters about BravoCon. And then you had talked about Bronwyn and uh, just listening to you was like, okay, I'm just going to say this. She's black like me because I can sometimes we can we know our people. So before I before I knew it, but I heard you and I just was like, this is the person that I'm gonna listen to. I love how you did black excellence because people sometimes have a problem with us when we specify black excellence and not just like woman excellence. And I appreciated you for that. I appreciated you not being afraid to talk about the issues that plagued our community for fear of not being able to form a partnership with Bravo. You knew how to talk about it while still keeping it a fun, happy environment. People walked away feeling like I learned something, but I also laughed at a lot. So I appreciate your voice in this space. Thank you. I often feel obligation to do and say a lot of things. And, you know, to be frank, and I've talked about it on the show before, I the decision to pause my podcast was the easiest one I ever made because mm-hmm. my mental health has to come first. And, yes. and lately it just has just been the podcasting space has made me feel extremely, you know, mm-hmm. alienated, tired and overwhelmed. And um, yeah, it's, it's nice to hear that and be reminded of what once was because even I forget sometimes And not sometimes even I forget, I always forget. I don't know Mm -hmm. the, uh, the impact that, you know, the three years that I've been doing this has made. And I'm, I'm grateful that it brought me, um, relationships and friendships that I, you know, were able to cultivate enough that they come to my wedding and things like that. But also, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like inspire other people to do it, but it's nice that there are now other people who are in this space, who like, I feel okay backing out. Cause when I was doing it all, I didn't really see, maybe I wasn't looking right, but I really didn't see what I wanted to hear. And so I tried to become that for myself and to know that it became that for other people as well. And now there are other people who people want to listen to and, you know, who can continue that and do that and bring attention to all the different types of ways that women talk about ourselves that black women talk about ourselves yes. talk about others I just think is really special and it makes me feel a lot better about the decision I don't feel the obligation anymore to stick around because I know that the listenership of people who get it and who aren't stupid <laughs> who aren't dense Listen. and you know committed to being dense they're going to be in great hands and y'all are. And uh, this is one of a few farewell episodes. It'll be a series of a few. So we'll have a lot more faves coming on as I kind of ease myself out and ease everybody else out. You know, I'm going to be probably making more episodes to say goodbye than I did the last like three or four <laughs> months. <laughs> um, but and that's okay. Know, Cause it's yours to do with it what you will. Yeah. So I'm just grateful for 
the ability to even create a space like this and have anybody listen because I genuinely thought nobody would. So yeah. I'm really glad that it, uh, you know, I still I still have it and remember the days that I it was 25 to 50 people. And sometimes it's hard for me to even remember that. Oh, not only 50 people are listening anymore. It's hard right. for me to remember that. So you have cultivated an authentic listenership as well as on your Instagram, which I appreciate because there are people, I do believe that will sometimes throw out topics for engagement, not realizing the topics that you're throwing out. Sometimes we live. So it's not always the easiest thing when you are dealing with it at your job or at the store and here you're throwing it out to be discussed amongst people that really don't have the range or depth. So I appreciate you for cultivating a space where you took the time to say, Hey, or you take the time to kind of moderate comments a little bit or say, now, 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 what we're not doing over here is this, because that's not always the case. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you all for listening and uh, for tuning in. The few that are left, if you see this pop up and you want to listen to it, (laughs) thank you very much. Take care of yourselves, everybody. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay whole, honey, because we're falling apart out here. All right, bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M I X I N G W I T H M A N I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.